I've always preached, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, it's okay to not know your numbers. Again, it's the e-myth. We're technical people who are doing a technical job and we have an entrepreneurial seizure and we think we need to be in business. It does not make us business people. I would add to that, your CPA or your accountant may not know numbers either. They just may know how to add and subtract and where to put the numbers on a piece of paper. But know your numbers. There are a host of best trade practices groups out there that are low cost that will be glad to help. There are contractors like myself or Justin. Reach out, ask. Just it's not hard. And once you get the system down, it's not hard to keep those, to track those numbers. Number two, never stop learning. Always be feeding your education. Running a home service business is hard. So how is it that some people make it look so easy? Well, we'll tell you. This is the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. It's always good to hear the wins that successful contractors have. But have you ever thought that the best advice would be to hear about the speed bumps they encountered, the mistakes they've made along the way? We are going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want you to be successful and avoid the mistakes others have made. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Now your host, Justin Dees. All right, welcome, and we're so excited to have you here at the Freedom Blueprint community, and we are joined today with Rory, and today we're going to talk about really how to crush it in the home service business, or really how to avoid the the big speed bumps that that come along with running a business, because, I mean, we, we all know, Roy, it's super easy to run a business, right? Like, it's so easy. Just to absolutely, yeah. Just the business Rainbow, for dummies, but just hang thing. a shingle. People will give you your, give you their money. Yeah. You don't even have to provide good service anymore. Just, no, you don't. just have a, uh, have an app, so anyway, have so, a website. So welcome to the show, Rory. And Glad to be here. so much for taking the time to, to really connect with us today and tell us a little bit about your journey and your story. So welcome, I man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, Justin. My journey is not different than a lot of other people's out there's. You know, we started as a husband and wife. I was a service technician in the field and the adage of, oh, I'm making all this money for somebody else. Let me do it for myself. I should make all this money for myself and keep it. Luckily, I didn't have that epiphany. I I worked with several really good people in the past before we started our own business who were open book. So I already had an idea what was going on, but it was, it was 10 plus years of taking care of the same people. And it was just the right time to be able to do that. Our journey started with my dad saying, Hey, there's an ad for another company in town that's for sale. And I know you were thinking about this, so let's go buy them. Overnight, we went from me to, to a half a dozen employees and a business that had been in business for 20 years, which certainly was easier, but it was a business that was so dysfunctional. All of the bad habits, all of the things that people shouldn't be doing. Again, no pricing structure, no on-call structure, no customer service structure. It just makes it so much easier to have systems and processes that you follow, that you can take the system, the process, put it on paper and follow that on paper. So no matter who's implementing it, those are instructions. It's like building a Lego set. It just follow the instructions. I mean, absolutely. We haven't dumbed it down to the level of pictures on how to do the processes yet, but some of that, some people have. This is what a picture perfect installation looks like. This is the way a, a disconnect and a condensing unit and the refrigerant lines coming out to it should look. Yeah. Because sometimes guys in the trade haven't seen that. 
they don't know what they don't know. I think you said that a little earlier. You don't know what you don't know. And that's true. That's, and you know, that's really a big part of the premise of this entire podcast is sure there's so much wins that we could sit here and talk about. And really the core concept of what we're trying to accomplish here with this podcast and with this community is really, you don't know what you don't know. So what we want to do is start this whole conversation in order to get people to maybe think a little different and maybe ask, you know, you ask better questions, you get better answers. So it, it is a lot of that around the, yes, there's the wins, but we also want to talk about what are some things that we've duffed or messed up along the way. And yes, so that's a lot of what this is about. So let me ask you this. So you went over a, a big history in a very short period of time. And Rory and I have been friends for a couple of years now. I did not actually know that's how your your business started. So you went from basically one, two employees to a dozen, right? Yep. Yes, sir. So it happened was, overnight. What was the biggest challenge? And I'm excited to hear this because we have, in the home service businesses, we've bought businesses, we've sold businesses, but buying businesses is a different animal because now you're basically merging two families together. So what was the biggest challenge that you guys had from going into this place and saying, hey, now you guys are all part of this team? What was one of the biggest challenges, especially from a leadership standpoint, what was some of the biggest challenges? This was, this goes pre-field service software. So there weren't any of the CRMs out there now that we have. So being able to do customer records, you had QuickBooks, that was your CRM. So you looked at your customer file records and they were in QuickBooks. For me, I have always, I'm a person who's always kept contact information. I was an early adopter in the PDA world, BlackBerry, back before they were actually a phone, Palm Pilot. So contact information was huge for me. Yeah. Tells you a little bit about how much of an antique I'm becoming, but, but it was once I got somebody's contact information, I wanted all of it. I wanted it stored so that I could reference back to that. And that was probably the big thing rolling into that first company we purchased was everything was in a three drawer file cabinet and none of it was categorized. It was somewhat alphabetized, but if you needed information on a customer, it wasn't, there wasn't a role, even an old fashioned Rolodex of names and numbers. So it was being able to provide that high level of service to customers that I, as a technician had become and grown on. Um, we've coined the term or labeled the term now. It's Kruger Concierge Service here. And I like that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. That's what, and it's interesting that evolved because it's what we've done since day one, just not knowingly. It was as we started to evolve our brand or our image, it was how do we want to label what we do? Because everybody says we're locally owned, we're locally operated, family right. operated. We care for you like nobody. It's all, so everybody says that. Um, and I'm not dissing anybody that says it, but it's a repetitive thing. Right. High quality service. Okay. Sales service and installation. Okay. 24 hour service. Give me a differentiator. Yeah. So it was, how do we provide that? But you said, so back to your question was, what was the biggest thing? And it was, there was just no, no system to deliver consistent results and satisfaction to our customers in that system would have also been consistent pricing. It was, there was no service call charge. It was an hourly rate that fluctuated because not everybody knew what the same hourly rate was. We weren't holding company meetings. So a lot of, a lot of disorganization that just needed to be organized. And it's simple baby steps for us. My answer was, and I pulled this from Ron Smith. I've known him a long time. 
And it was start with how you answer the phone. Oh, man. Um, and just for anybody listening, hopefully you know who Ron Smith is. If you don't look him up, he wrote the book HVAC Spells Wealth. The guy is a legend in the HVAC world. And he's such a giving, such a giving yeah. person as well. Yeah, he's always been an open book, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But again, I knew him pre the book, but it was just what... What do you need to do? You need to start with the way you answer the phone because as a home service business, and I, and it, you know, and it's, that's a good terminology, home service business, because it can be HVAC, plumbing, electrical, going into roofing, those things that homeowners don't know who to call. And so it's a home service business. It all starts when the phone rings and who's on the other end of the phone. And it's an age old customer service thing. Whoever's answering your phone, put a mirror in front of them so they can see themselves smile. But when Sally Johnson calls, and says, hey, yeah, I've been a customer for forever. And the person on the phone goes, I don't know who you are. I can't find your file. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've just I, diminished. I think about from a customer how that makes, you're like, I've done so much business with you and, and at least and they, you can do it. Which, I mean, listen, technology is such a good thing. I think there's, there's part of technology that's, we can get the information super fast. But I think part of the challenges too is that we can get the information super fast. Meaning, for a lot of ser- for a lot of service managers and even business owners, because they can get the information so fast, I think it makes us a smidge lazy, and we don't know the information the way we should know the information in order to implement it. So I know for us, we still have we're still we use a lot of technology, but we still use spreadsheets for KPIs. So you will take the information from the database and you will put it in that spreadsheet. Yes. And it's interesting as one of my, one of my partners here at Kruger also happens to be my partner in life, Mindy and my wife, and she is an amazing individual, but she is a spreadsheet machine. She will work Excel forwards and backwards. And it's kind of, like, Hey, I want to pull a report out of QuickBooks and I don't get a report out of QuickBooks with KPIs and percentages. I get it on an Excel spreadsheet and broken down. She's like, these are really all the numbers you need to pay attention and, to. And if you're the rest, there are probably colors involved. There are colors involved. Yes. We use the stoplight method here, which is if it's green, it means it's good. And I don't need to focus. It's within our predetermined KPI or our performance level. It's where we've decided we needed to be and not just decided because we threw a dart on the dartboard. We sat down and did the math. We weren't lazy. We already said we're become inherently lazy. Look for the easy way. Right. Uh, But so if it's in green, I don't. I just blaze over. If it's in yellow, it's something we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Right. I hope, heck, there's nothing red like my shirt today there. You know, and just the side mention on my shirt, we hear we do what we call Red Fridays, which is remember everyone deployed. We wear oh, red cool. shirts on Fridays to honor those servicemen and women who are out there not getting up necessarily where they want to wake up, but they're doing it because they volunteered. And I think we forget that as a country. So. So that's, that's fantastic. And at the time of this recording, and actually by the time this launches, my son will already be gone to boot camp. but he leaves for boot camp in like the next week and a half. So he is going into the Marines. We're in an area that has a lot of military. So we may borrow your idea and start using that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yes. It's again, it just pay it back guys. We, yeah. uh, We've come through a lot in the last couple of years as a country, as a nation. And it just, we can all be a family. We don't get along, but we got to remember what, how we all started this great country to be free. Yeah. Good. I got a, I got a note. I'm going to take that back to our team. I think that's fantastic. So R&D. So let's go ahead. 
I said R&D, Robin Duplicate. I'm going to repurpose R&D. it. Okay. I'm repurpose it. There you go. And, okay. So you bring up a good point. I talk to people about this a lot and uh, I tell them the really cool thing about the industry that we're in is there's so many giving people, right? And I know like you, we have people all the time that come to our shop and we do shop tours and people call and we're happy to share whatever. And uh, there is very few things in our industry that are proprietary. We're not technology companies that has like the latest and greatest tech. Most of it is just the same information. The challenge that we have as business owners a lot of times is doing anything with it, right? You know, you get this information and now you're sitting on it and you're like, what do I do? Now you have to implement it. And that's the, the biggest challenge in our business is in, in the home service space is that typically you have however many trucks you have or however many vans or however many brands you have. As much as we want one brand, everybody needs to be Kruger that walks in. If your technician, Stan, walks in the door, Stan is now the brand. And that is part of the challenge of the industry that we're in. So again, there's not a lot proprietary and we're in such a giving space. I love it. Love it. And there's always well, information that people are willing to share. Again, and that's just, it's sharing. Not to circle back and mention Ron again, but I'll do it. One of the things he talks about in his HVAC Spells Wealth book is a contractor group that he started when he was in Fort Myers. And the fact that it would get the local HVAC or mechanicals together once a month to just visit as a trade association, because the realization is we're all in this together. And it was funny as he said, yeah, you'd get one or two guys that squirrel off in the corner and talk bad about everybody else in the room. And it's kind of, man, life's too short for that nonsense. And I've said that, I sat on a city building trades board here in Springfield with several other trades that represent electrical and gas and mechanical, and then even the general contracting trade. <laughs> and I, it's no brains for me is I'm an open book, guys. If you need something, you got a question, give me a call. Why? Because I want friendly competitors. I want friendly mm -hmm. competitors, more importantly that are succeeding. I don't, we don't need the, the low priced one trick guy out of garage and everybody starts someplace. But if that guy says, Hey, I'm not sure how to, I don't, I don't want to just own a job. I want a business. I want to provide a living for my family and then my employees' families. So it's like, I'm an open book. I'm willing to share. Uh, iron There's some iron. As one man sharpens another. Yeah. And it's, it's just. Iron. So find that, that would probably be another nugget to take away is find that mentor in your industry or that group of mentors that you can turn to. You can ask questions of and do that openly. Here we say there are no dumb questions at Kruger. Except the ones you don't ask. That was exactly my next tagline. There you go. Except I the ones you don't ask. Me. I just stole it. All right. Great minds think alike. But yeah, so ask. That's, there will be my next takeaway is if you're, that was probably one of those things that I never really had a struggle with. I, I, if you talk with my wife or kids, they know I can strike up a conversation with almost anybody and talk about things. And they're just like, what? Well, do you know that guy? Do you know that girl? It's like, no, I just met him. So you talked with them like you've known them your entire life. And I said, they're not a stranger. Because... I've talked to him now. So I know. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's being able to seek first to understand and then be understood. So it's even Kobe, one uh, of my favorites authors. Yep. It's interesting. All of the stuff we've got in the last 15 years and all of the really good stuff is 20 years old. The EMF, Stephen Covey, just so many good. Listen, uh, I'm a big like Dale Carnegie. Like I read all the Dale Carnegie, but from a hundred years ago, the yeah. world is not that much different now that the widgets and the technology has changed. But from that human connection is 
that's not any different than. It is not. We, it, there's a great book, the Rockefeller habits. And it's, yes. again, it's, it's the fundamental backbone that built this country and built empires. And in today and age empire may seem like a bad word, but that's the realization is that's how we have the things we do. Nobody looks at, at General Motors and says they're an empire, but we want to go buy a car or truck and we count on General Motors to be there. And we don't demonize them for being a large car manufacturer. We look at them as being a, a service that's there. Yep. So, so I digress. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. If you're like me, reading the financials falls at the bottom of the priority list. Unless there is no money in the bank. Then I dig in and get even more frustrated because let's be honest, I don't even really know what I'm looking for. If this sounds like you, then I'd say it's time for you to get a virtual CFO, and I have just the recommendation for you. Kristen Deese is the virtual CFO of the home service industry. She is an expert in all the numbers and will remove the overwhelm so you can use your numbers as a tool for growth. She'll even train your in-house accounting team because after all, how could you possibly train someone to do something that you don't really know how to do yourself? You can find out all about how she can help you take the F word out of your financials by going to thefwordofbusiness.com. So Kruger Services, were you guys Kruger at the time that you purchased this other company? So we were in Springfield, Missouri, Southwest Missouri. We were, again, we were two people. We were probably, revenue-wise, we were probably at the $500,000 mark. What, what that answering your what question? Oh, year. Um, yeah, I guess I should answer the year question. That would have been in 2002. Okay. Now, anybody who's older than anybody who's 20 years old or older, 20, actually 24 years old or older, remembers what happened in 2001. So yeah. this was shortly after 9-11. And during 9-11, I was working for a really good contractor here in Springfield. They're still really good. And we're, what's interesting part is we left to chose to do what I needed to do. And he encouraged me to do it. We're still really good friends today. Good friend. Uh, yeah. He was really good. Funny story is he actually came to Mindy and I's wedding. So he, so it was fascinating. That world shows you that world of tight knit people where you just, you stay connected with good people. But anyway, so yeah, so it was that time. It was just like, you know what, this, it's time to go. It's time to do our thing. Now, the interesting part was we had, I had a great job. I had a white picket fence, actually, but the proverbial sense of a house with a white picket fence, a yep. great, figuratively, I had, we had a, a beautiful daughter and just about the time we decided to do all this, we did, ended up finding out we, we had our second child on the way. So it's just kind of, like, okay, let's see what else we can throw in the mix. We had the world to lose and the unknown to gain. And we chose to do it because we felt like what we offered was different. If we didn't feel like it was any different than what was already offered, we would have never done it. But the rewards have been, we've got a dozen plus people now. Our last four hires have all been people who had other offers on the table to work for other companies because they were looking for a better place. They were in the HVAC trade and they were looking for a better place. And all four of them, especially the last two, made the conscious choice and said, you know what, I've got other people potentially offering me more money or a different benefits package that maybe is a little better, but I'm, I want to come to you guys because of your culture. I've asked, talked to people. We talk about it. We talk about building a culture. We've talked about that in, in the trades for years. 
And people talk about, yeah, people build a culture that people want to come to and then they never want to leave. And, and I don't think it was you know, 20 years ago, I don't think that was as important. I think, and maybe it was that maybe I was in a different point in my life. So maybe you agree or disagree, but 20 years ago, I know I personally felt like it was a lot more about the money. What's WIFM, right? What's in it for me? <laughs> and I do think now, and I don't know if it's the generational shift, people are, oh, millennials. I don't know what it is, but I do think that culture is more important. We, I know for our business, we have more people that come in and say, we follow you guys on social media and what you do is cool and we want to be a part of it. And that's, you go, oh, wow, that's fantastic. And those people stay. Yes. They all don't stay. Of course, you want them well, to all stay, but but yeah. yeah I think but so but awesome. it's interesting, the people that have left over the last, I'll say last five years, because I'll go pre-2020 and 2021, you know, those people who've left, ultimately when look at them, they weren't a cultural fit. And one of those guys that, that left had been here for five plus years. He'd been, he was a, what I would consider a long-term employee. Yeah. But it was just at the end, it got to be, it was 12 months. And again, that's probably an Achilles heel of mine. And that is you need to be slow to hire and quick to fire. When things don't fit and don't work, don't let the cancer grow. But I was going to try sometimes so easy to just ignore it. And, and, and I, it was and for us. The coach in me wants to always shine the light on that. But then realistically, I've seen it. I've done it. You're like, oh, this person is not a good fit. But I just, I'm going to just, this one thing has to happen or this next. So it's easy to fall on that rabbit yeah. hole. I think that's a really good point is hire slow, fire fat. Like it, you just, because honestly, it's not just about you and your company. It's about the person that's coming in. If they're not a good fit and they're not happy, everybody's miserable now. So yep. just allow them the no. space to go find something that's a better fit for them. Yeah, no, exactly. We were holding one of our team leadership meetings after work. It was actually earlier this week because one of the young gentlemen who's coming to work for us starting, I think he started next Monday. He was probably the biggest one who said, Hey, I'm coming to work for you. And I had offers at this company, all of which are major players in our market. And we've only got about a half a dozen of people or less that are targets to grow to or go to, but they're good competitors. Things now I want to come to work for you guys. And it was super cool to see, to see that, but it was that meeting we were holding and going, okay, man, we've got some people who you know, we're going to re and Mindy and I decided, yes, like we got to really reinvest ourselves here and making sure that these young adults, the 20 somethings that are choosing to come here, that, that they're here when we have our exit. And so it's wanting to make sure that we continue to have that culture. We do an annual planning meeting with fellow contractors and this annual planning meeting, Mindy was looking for something to do. And she's like, I said, I just, I feel like I need a different title or a different job thing. It's just, I just, you know, been at this for a long time, want to do something different. I said, well, you could be at an HR. We don't have, uh, currently have an HR person, not technically big enough for an HR person, but you could be HR. And she said, I want to be part of human resources. That's monotonous. And I said, no, I said, she could be the director of happiness and recreation. Chief people officer. That, that seems to Chief be the people officer. all the big techie yeah. things you're using, right? So, but she's always enjoyed that. It's whether we're doing big shots, top golf or bowling or, and I say bowling and people think old guys in shoes and a crotchety smelly building. We got a place here in town. It's black lights and big screen television, literally jumbo video boards and, and all the foods you could possibly think of on a menu and a full bar. If that's your thing, it's just, it's an entertainment venue. 
Oh, and it has a bowling alley attached to it. Yep. As long as it's, they have the bumpers uh, that I can pull out, I'm good. You too, huh? Yeah, I'm the same way. I am amazing um, yeah. at top golf. I'm not great at regular golf, and I'm really good at bumper pool. The bumper, bumper bowling. Yeah. I'm not great at regular bumper bowling. Yeah, I always, I'm always that guy who I bowl and I bowl all out, and and then the next day I'm like, man, I hurt. And it's like you kind of swinging your back here. That's really weird. yeah. It's kind of flinging around, and that I didn't know my back could hurt like that. And that's the funny thing is, like I'm an active guy. I run, I run twenty twenty five miles a week. I ride over a hundred. So it's not like I go home and sit on the couch, but go bowl and I'm still sore. So well, running and biking doesn't. You don't have that same. Twi- no, twist. you don't. Not, and no upper body. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so let's, let me ask you this. And as we start to wrap up a little bit, so you've now been in the space over 20 years. So for that smaller contractor, that contractor that's coming into the space or starting their own business, what's a nugget that you would have? Like, what is something that you learned five, 10 years into it that you went, and I wish I'd have known that at the beginning, I could have saved myself a whole lot of headache and money. In no particular order, a couple things here. I've always preached, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, it's okay to not know your numbers. Again, it's the e-myth. We're technical people who are doing a technical job and we have an entrepreneurial seizure and we think we need to be in business. It does not make us business people. I would add to that, your CPA or your accountant may not know numbers either. They just may know how to add and subtract and where to put the numbers on a piece of paper. But know your numbers. There are a host of best trade practices groups out there that are low cost that will be glad to help. There are contractors like myself or Justin. Reach out, ask. Just yep. it's not hard. And once you get the system down, it's not hard to keep those to tr- track those numbers. Number two, never stop learning. Always be feeding your education. It is one of the things I think as guys and as technical guys, as we go, I don't like to read. Then don't read. Listen to audiobooks. Yep. A year from now, two things will definitely change in your life. Listen to podcasts. There. Yeah. See, listen. Audio. Listen. Learn. A year from now, two things in your life will change. And that is the people you've spent time with and the books you've read. So choose the people very wisely. It's an age-old thing that says you are the people you associate with. So if you are associating with people above where you're at, you're going to migrate up. If you associate with people below where you're at, you typically migrate down. So pick the people you spend time with good. Again, when you do that at a best trade practices group, there's several events that go on around the country every year. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be HVC related, your chamber of commerce, your better business bureau. There are all people there who are probably willing to help. But again, read books. Some of my favorites, the EMF, Michael Gerber, seven habits of highly effective people, how to win friends and influence people. Great. One of my Um, favorite books. I've read it every year since I was 18 years old. Somebody gave me that book. So. Yes. Yeah. HVAC spells wealth. And it says HVAC spells wealth. That can go for plumbing. It can go for electrical. Mm -hmm. There are so many nuggets in that book. Power of Positive Pricing by Matt Michelle. That that book alone, if you read that book, you're probably going to read it and go, I don't understand all of this. So read it again. But by the second or third time through that book, you will get your pricing so dialed in and so that it'll be impossible for you to not be profitable. Yep. There is no reason for anybody listening to this podcast or in business to not be profitable. Zero. So don't own a job. 
The third thing I would say as a third nugget is take time to recharge. As visionaries, which most of us technical people are, one of the bad habits we have is go, 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 work, 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 work. Um, and the work-life balance becomes way out of whack. And the next thing you know, those things that are super important to you, your spouse, your kids, your parents, you're five years, 10 years down the road. And you're going, man, where did five or 10 years go? But the time goes by really quick. So take the time to recharge, um, which you can do at industry events. Shameless plug for International Roundtable and Service Expo. Phenomenal learning events, but also done in some awesome locations where it's not just setting in a seminar, setting in a ballroom, listening to keynote. The after hours entertainment, it gets you the ability to, to rest and relax, hang out with like-minded people. I just said the people you hang out with, it's really important and make new friends and acquaintances. I want to say this for anybody who's listening and there are, like Rory said, there's a lot of best practice groups out there. He and I are very active and involved in Service Nation Alliance and Service Roundtable. Personally, I've been involved in a lot of different groups. I really like this group because they meet you where you are. So if you're a very small contractor, Service Nation or the Service Roundtable is a really good one. And then you progress into Service Nation Alliance which is a fantastic organization. And then from there, they have all kinds of things inside of it. So if you're not part of that group, go check it out. They're, they're fantastic organizations. So the International Roundtable that Rory was just talking about is part of that organization and Service World is also part of that organization as well. Yeah. I mean, amazing exactly. events, amazing group. It, it is, man. And it's just, I, there's so many times I go to these events and I go, man, I wish... I had all of these people in my backyard. <laughs> it would be fun just to go grab dinner every now and again. And the truth is, if you get out of your own way and be okay, stop getting in that competition scarcity mindset thing, there are good contractors in your market. I don't care what you say. There are other really good contractors in your market. I know me personally, I've got three or four. Matter of fact, I just had one on as a guest a couple of weeks ago that I've known forever. He's a competitor and there's nothing like, we don't care. It's fine. We would rather elevate the trades versus fight to go down some rabbit hole. So that is, that is such a, uh, such a great statement because it is, it's, it is, if you were in a home providing a proposal for replacement system replacement, and it's a home you've never been in before, I would prefer to have three of my top competitors in there. Um, providing proposals too. Why? Because I know price isn't going to be the deciding factor at that right. point. It's going to be how well do I do my job? It is based on what I provide and what we provide as a company and those features and benefits. And it's not usually about price. It's we're all usually, again, if you ever have the shared proposals, which happens, price is, is not the equalizer. It is the server level of service you deliver. Fantastic. Listen, Rory, I know you got a ton going on. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much for really sharing and being open and really being okay with letting me pepper you with questions for the last half Not a problem. No problem. It's just what we've talked about is we're an open book. Share. I'm on social media, Rory Kruger, Kruger Heating, Air Conditioning, Geothermal. Find me, reach out to me. I would love to share anything if anybody's got any questions ever. Fantastic. So, Justin, well, thanks for, Justin, thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely, man. And, and until next time, make sure that whatever you heard today, whatever nugget you took out, and listen, I've got, personally, I've got probably a dozen notes in here from Rory, these nuggets. Take one of those and actually go implement. Don't just sit on it. Don't pop on something else. 
just go implement it. That's how you have a successful business is you learn information and then you go implement it. Thank you guys. Thank you to the Freedom Blueprint podcast community for listening. And until next time, this is your host, Justin Deese. You've been listening to the Freedom Blueprint podcast. Information is useless if not applied. So take what you've learned and go and implement it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Freedom Blueprint for Home Services and hit the website at www.freedomblueprintpodcast.com. See you next time.